Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> I can't help it. Every single time that happens, and she introduces Blog Talk Radio, I just start giggling because I'm so excited that we're on the air. Woohoo! <laughs> so, this is your host. I'm going to get serious now. <clears throat> okay, this is your host, Dr. Deb Carlin, here on The K Factor on Blog Talk Radio, where K equals kindness. And the factors are all the things that lead to it. But it gets even better. I feel like a late night infomercial. And then there's Gins and I. So what makes it even better is that in the in December, in November, I realized in the midst of Thanksgiving and giving thanks for all of my co-hosts and what it is that we're doing here, I it finally dawned on me that I have got the influencers beside me on every show. And so I renamed it The Influencers, and this is Partners in Excellence Media. You can find this episode not only here on Black Talk Radio, but also on YouTube over at Partners in Excellence Media. So this is your host, Dr. Deb Carlin, and I am here with my very lovely, very handsome, very bright, super funny, and always focused and disciplined, Dr. Charlie Cartwright. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and there you are in the clouds. Live up to that billing. Yeah, right. You better. Well, hey, listen, you're an angel. You're in the clouds up there, so like you got all the advantages, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So you know, Fridays are so much fun. I always look forward to them because you come in here, we come in here, and it's it's always interesting and fun and you know some of the time there have been a a handful of times when it's just been you know serious because there's things that we're talking about and we both get really you know focused and still and and you know one of the things I love about our relationship and our connection in here Charlie is that you and I always take our time to try to wordsmith and appropriately articulate our thoughts and our feelings so that it is we have the best chance to maximize accurate expression to be understood by the other. Agree? Yeah. Absolutely. Now, what if we were a role model for our United States government? Uh, yeah, I think that being very specific <laughs> in our words is important. Volume up, by the way, you really soft. I don't know if you need to move your microphone or what. Yeah. Oh, um, there you go. I think very, you know, being very specific with our words is very important. Yep. Not being lazy with our words is yep. very important. Then also understanding the impact of our words Absolutely. is very important, right? Yeah, right. Very so, important. Um, so it's a big deal. It is a huge the, uh, deal. I think the Bible, the Bible even says that the uh, <clears throat> uh, power of the tongue holds life and power of the tongue. Spoken word. Yeah, and and by the way, that that saying that the tongue is mightier than the than the sword. It's true. It is true. true. You know, and it goes back to that saying that we know of our mutually admired Maya Angelou. People might forget what you said and what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And boy, with our words, we can make feelings happen instantly. I mean, look at what the happens when the lady says talk talk radio (laughs) you know I just light up you know and it's exciting so 
what do you think in terms of our our plans for this year? You know, <clears throat> everybody seems nationally and maybe maybe globally to to turn the page from one year to the next with Happy New Year fireworks and displays, and we have an enthusiasm for the new year. So. My question is, how's it working for you here in 2021, and what's your plan for the year? And do you feel like you can create one reliably right now, given, and I'm talking about both of us individually, but also for our audience, that in a world of so much unprecedented uncertainty, how do we, how do we wrap our mind around Instead of wrapping ourselves around the axle, as they say, where you go round and round and you're exhausted and burned, how do you how do you work up your enthusiasm and and really put together a plan for the new year and believe that you can you can actualize it given everything that's going on? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question and it's a really important one to ponder for for the listeners, anyone listening to this as human beings, it's really important because it sets the course for our life. It does. It sets the course. Yeah. And that's just the reality of it. And so we have to take control of our lives. And when we feel like we don't have control, then we give it away all of our power. Yeah. All of our power is given away. Yeah. So there's things I don't have control over, for instance, the space program. You know, here in the United States, NASA, I have no control over that. Right. So for me to sit around in my house and say that why aren't we in in Mars yet, you know, why haven't we visited Mars yet? Right. Why haven't we set up a a, uh, base on the moon or things like that? That's not, you know, those are things that I don't, that I don't have control of. So, but what I do control of, have control of in my world is really important for me to take that. So, yeah, I do believe that, that. I can execute my plans, and but here's the thing about my my mindset is this is that it doesn't matter what happens. I'm going to find a way to be successful. Okay, that's my mindset. Doesn't matter what happened. Doesn't matter uh, who's in the White House. It doesn't matter who's the the governor or the mayor of my city. You know, mayor of my city doesn't matter what the weather is it doesn't ma- it doesn't matter i'm going to find a way okay so i'm not worried about those things and so i know that i'm going to find a way that's just my mindset yeah and that that's so important where people have that other mindset about well if this person gets in the white house or if this person is the mayor therefore they're giving their power away to that person absolutely and, and i and i'm not willing to do that and so this year for me is my best year for having set up a plan, mm-hmm. uh, putting a plan in place for 2021 to accomplish my goals, very detailed. And, of course, there's a time commitment involved in those goals, and I've also discovered that those things need to happen in the morning, okay, because as I carry those tasks on in the day, yeah. they get heavier, and heavier and harder to accomplish. Isn't because, that the truth? Right, because things, and then all of a sudden, it's <clears throat> ten o'clock at night, and you're struggling. I have, I had a, one of those nights this week where it was ten, and I still had three out of my five goals to address, t- steps to take that day. 
and and it was hard, and I had to get it done by midnight, and I did. But then the very next day, I accomplished everything before 7 a.m. And that evening, I was like, this is this is good. You know, what got, should I'm I gonna, do? Yeah, I've got some. I can actually relax. Me, I'm gonna put in. I'm gonna put on a show. You know, yeah. watch a couple of shows, and so I was able to get some leisure time, which is really is, important. Is that one of your goals? Is is leisure time for you one of your goals? It's not one of my goals, but I use it as a way to keep my balance mentally yeah you know and emotionally I, it's a way for me to keep my balance and so it's really important to me uh all the time you know that i that i that i do that and i know everybody has to have things that kind of balance them out absolutely and so if i'm starting to feel fatigued or i have too many irons in the fire then a lot of times it's time to, to step away and take a break Right. And then come back. So, but yeah, I have no doubt at all that that I that I will achieve all of my goals. I have no doubt. Well, Dr. Cartwright, I'm going to get formal with you here for a moment. <laughs> this is Dr. Carlin speaking. I would like to prescribe for you that one of your goals is leisure time because I happen to know you and know how driven you are. Of course, it takes one to know one, right? <laughs> and if if I don't, if I don't schedule, I've got my schedule filled out in pencil because of all the things that shift and change. So on my day planner, I went from the full size day planner um, to, you know, it's still month at a glance, but now it's the smaller size. So I can carry it with me everywhere, and um, I have to schedule in my leisure time. I have to schedule in that morning walk, that that yoga. If I don't, I am so glued to my goals and my time schedule that, you know, it's like 8.30 at night and I'm thinking, really, seriously, now? I Oh, no, I should have done it 13 hours ago. What am I doing? Don't you agree? Yeah, it's, it's um, you know, and everybody's different. You know, you've got to know yourself. And I just know that if I schedule – I schedule leisure time. The breaks are still going to happen. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. As your body and mind. Mental break. You know, it's it's still going to happen. So so then anyway, naturally. Yeah. Because I'm listening to all this. I'm watching all the signs. Then I I I trust. I get plenty of downtime. Yeah. I, you know I I. There's plenty of time that I'm not doing anything outside of getting clarity. And, of course, at the end of the day, that helps you achieve your goals, but it's not an active step towards the goal. And so yeah, there's okay. plenty of those times. But, you know, i gotta, <laughs> <laughs> I got I to gotta shrink, gotta shrink that, 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 that leisure time because it's just real easy to, to not realize, if you're not mindful, how much downtime you're really taking. And let's, let's face it. If only eight percent of people uh, that set annual goals, that yeah. set New Year's resolutions, achieve them, yeah. there's a reason for that. Right. And the reason is not because they're too busy. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, they might be busy in their head, but they're not busy working on their goals. Exactly. Because you can, 
You can. It's easy to burn up four or five hours running errands that really don't need to be. Are they really crucial? And don't need to be run, and, and people are tired of the, the day. And okay, you know, what did you accomplish? So you got to be mindful of those things. But yeah, I have no doubt that the things that I've learned over all these years of refining, 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 that my plan gets better and better, and then the execution of that plan gets better and better, and then the results. That's the that's the that's the world according to Dr. Charlie Cartwright. So here's one of the things that sure. that that I have come to know is that um, it's not just my attitude and what my thoughts are because we all know that the the mantra that you know people often get tired of hearing it but it's but it's absolutely true your thoughts become you and whatever it is that you've got going on in your mind you're going to drive yourself in that direction what you focus on becomes so when people are saying you know oh brother you know uh i i want i i, I want to manifest something how do i manifest something listen Relax, first of all, and quit thinking that you got to do, you know, magic potions and, you know, follow someone's, you know, model of, you know, you got to wear like a chiffon dress as a woman and float about and magically manifest. All of us know how to manifest things, and I'm glad you're laughing. the, The reality is all of us are manifesting things. You know, you wanted a puppy as a kid. You wanted a playmate, but you wanted it. You wanted a baseball bat. You wanted to make a home run. When we want things, we do. We do a series of steps, and 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 there's things that people often leave out. And this is this is straight out neuroscience, brain chemistry, reality, quantum physics. When you think it, when you really get into it, you are envisioning it, and you are. Feeling it, and that's the groovy part. You are feeling it, like when when um, when you are playing baseball, and I and I say baseball because I've always wanted to be able to really play baseball. I played softball when I was in graduate school. It was a complete joke, you know. They wanted me to be the catcher, and I didn't know where the stool was to sit on. It was just very confusing. But the um, the reality is, you know, if you want to be a baseball player. You envision yourself, you love the game, and you feel excited about it, and you're happy, and you go in your head, and you go, oh, man, this is so cool, and I can see it, I can feel it, and I got the bat in my hands, and I'm going to swing, and I'm going to swing, better, better, and I'm going to make contact, and pop goes the ball, and it's going to go way out there, and you start feeling it, and it's like you are really there. You are realistically there. You start living it, and all of a sudden, you can't believe it's not going to happen. You don't even entertain that thought because you are so alive with it. Your enthusiasm, every cell in your body is connected with it. It it unfolds. It's true. Get our, get That's your, true. Yes, get your emotions where you want them. And you know what? Don't we do the same thing in our relationships? Like when we first meet somebody, we get excited. 
whether it's a friend or it's a potential mate. We get excited, we're really positive, and we see this, we see that, you know, and we get this big picture in our mind. Then you get into the relationship. (laughs) People get these bad attitudes and these really bad emotions that go with them, and you wonder what happened. Why do you wonder what happened? What happened was you put caca in your head. You felt it in your whole being. And you wonder why the whole thing turned into hog manure? Why wonder? Just take a look. You know, disintegration of the heart. Changing lanes inside the head and everything falls apart. Okay. Sometimes it's a reality that we had so much emotionality in a positive direction that we weren't allowing ourselves to see clearly about who the other person was. So we put a lot of investment in the other instead of realizing, oh, I see what that, I, I see, I see. So, you know, I've learned this great lesson more in 2020 than ever before, and I'm so proud of myself. If I look at the other business partner, friend, potential mate, and I go, Ew. I just go, okay, see ya. Right? Now imagine if we do that all the time with everything. I see a deal and it's not going the way I want it. Just, ew. Okay. Put my energy and time into some other thing. Uh, Here's the reality of it all. We're doing that all the time anyway. Yes. You're manifesting all the time. So. (laughs) When we're manifesting negative outcomes, then if we face our mindset back to it, we have a bad attitude about that said endeavor or task. And so our physical world is a manifestation of our thought world. I mean, it's it's just that it's, it's as simple as that. Of course, when you start thinking that way and then if you look at the science and the research behind it, you'll find out it's very true. Absolutely. Now all of a sudden you, you realize that, hey, these aren't just my thoughts are things. And then of course, when those start coming out of my mouth and they start to be, you know, take shape and and manifestation happens. So we're always manifesting. And so if you understand that you're always in that process anyway, then why not direct it in a positive way and start to manifest the outcomes you're looking for? Because either way you're manifesting. And if people don't believe in it, they're manifesting that. That's right. If people don't believe that they can control their destiny and they don't believe that they can truly be happy or successful, they're manifesting it. They're manifesting it. And then isn't it amazing that the people that truly believe those things manifest them um, as as well? So, and I remember I think it was Jim Rome that said, hey, this is no, you don't need to rub crystals together to become successful there are rules there are laws and if you follow those then the outcome will be uh success it's like uh happiness you know yeah (laughs) it's a happiness is not it's a byproduct you know who who said that i think it was eleanor roosevelt said that happiness is a byproduct it's a byproduct of the things that we think about and do absolutely so Our world is a byproduct of the things we're thinking about and doing. Our thoughts and actions manifest our world. <clears throat> you know, it's interesting. Um, one of the things that that really strikes me 
is in terms of my thoughts and my emotions, if I have people in my realm who are downtrodden, inebriated in any way, you know, on chemicals or on alcohol in, in any direction, and they're not in their right mind, then their their attitudes and behaviors are are unhealthy. And I and I I just want to be away from all that. And 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 so when people start to um when I start to be alerted to the lack of well-being of another and the influence that they have on me, then I I really back up immediately because my my tendency has been throughout my life is I want to help people. Now I'm very discerning about it. I want to help people who come to me for help. You know, they become a client, but I am not adopting the world to try to to help everybody because that stuff invades you. Haven't you worked with people and you just really felt invaded by their negativity? Yeah, I see the big smile on your face. Yeah, 100%. And those are really energy-draining experiences. They're not pleasant experiences at all. So in in my previous professional life, you know, I worked for employers and Mm -hmm. I didn't get to choose who was on my team. Oh, yeah. And there are some very difficult people to work with, unfortunately. However, now, running my own business, now I get to choose who's mm-hmm. around me, which is which is a big deal. And then, of course, in our personal life, we have 100% control right. of that, which is really important to actually take control of that because it's 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 really important to your well-being and also your quality of life. You know, I'm really glad that you said that because <clears> – <throat> My compassion for people who are in jobs where they have got coworkers or bosses who are just unrelentingly negative energy for whatever reason or the, the conditions that they work in are, are deplorable. I understand that your income and your life is based upon that, that, that revenue and that, and that, need for production, but there are endless ways to produce revenue, endless ways to produce revenue. And is it going to take a while and might you get stuck? I'm a lifelong entrepreneur for crying out loud. Yeah, a lot of times I've gotten really stuck and and money gets really tough and you have to be really smart. And I haven't exactly been brilliant every single day in my life, but I learn from my mistakes and I move forward revenue from over here and here and I and I keep dotting my 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 horizon with all the ways in which I'm going to produce revenue that are going to be passive streams of revenue and then things I'm very proactive about and engaged in so that I don't land in a situation where I've got to take on a client that I really, I'm really not feeling healthy about, you know. And I, there have been times when I have, I have taken on clients and work because financially I felt the pinch to do it. But um, you can't pay me any amount of money to take on somebody who's going to be lethal. 
Yeah, I've done that. I yeah, I pray I've done like that it. for the last time. Yeah, it's just not worth it. And as you mature in your understanding of the impact that negative impact that has on you, then it becomes clear that a, you know, you're you're spending time because you spent time with them. You weren't doing other things, and then also now you have recovery time yeah. that you're going to need to recover from that experience. And so let's Thank say you. you spend an hour with them, and then it takes you four hours to recover. Yeah, Well, exactly. that's five hours of your life you're not getting back. <laughs> and we don't, And we don't have any – there's one thing we don't know, okay, and we'll never know in this lifetime, and that's how much time we get. That's right. We don't know. So it's so precious. So it doesn't really make – it's not logical to spend the time that we have around individuals that are going to take away our well-being, take away our quality of life, take it to a negative place. It doesn't make sense. I had a just a wonderful lady I met this summer. Yeah. Just a wonderful lady, Dr. Gail, and uh, she's out of uh, 60 years old, out of uh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Yeah. She's the first African-American female to serve on the police force there. Whoa. In Chapel And what does she do? And then, and then, uh, and then she was also the first uh, female to serve in the fire department there, which is a big deal. How does she <clears> serve? <throat> is she, what is she a doctor of? So PhD, right? And, so anyhow, I met her through another friend and group, and we just had a long conversation. Had a podcast with her, and just she's just is an amazing life, um, you know, as far as her experiences and things like that. And then I just got word. Oh my. It was devastating news. That was devastating news, number one. Yeah. Knowing how quickly it happened and things like that. And so it's just another <laughs> exclamation point on the fact that we don't know and uh, how much time we have. And just because you're a nice guy or a nice gal doesn't mean that unexpected tragedy can Befall you. It can happen to any of us, unfortunately. In a nanosecond. So, knowing that, then it's really important that the time we do have, we really invest it wisely and don't take it for granted. And I just don't, I don't blow hours with with people that are going to, you know, bring the energy of the room down. I wish them well, and, and of course, and you know, if I can be of service or help, I, I do that. At the same time, there's a point in time when people decide who they're going to be and who, they're, who they are, and, and that's the freedom of choice, and you've got to let people go be who they're going to be. But there's certain personality types and certain actions and activities and attitudes that I just won't allow in my space. 
Absolutely. So when you say, I'm curious, when you say, and by the way, our we're having a little bit of technical difficulty. You're, um, so I want to apologize to our audience if, if part of what it is that they're hearing is garbled. But when you were talking about Dr. Gale and that she's a Ph.D. and you, she served in in uh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina, uh, on the police with the police and also the fire department, what was her Ph.D. and what, what what kind of work was she working in capacity doing? Yeah, so she, you know, she's an entrepreneur, and uh, you know, I never asked her what her Ph.D. was. Oh, in. Yeah. I never, I never asked, you know, but. Uh, she was, um, you know, she was an entrepreneur. So what was the work and, she was doing? And she's a, she's a problem solver. Oh. And, so, and so basically, you know, working, she did a lot of work in organizations with executives. And she, one of the things she would talk about, <laughs> <laughs> she had this thing she would do yeah. where you should I have a room full of you know because everybody can't pull this off, okay? okay? You gotta have the right you know, you have to have the right uh Mojo. Panache and you know the whole yeah, thing. And right. So she says, So I got all these high rollers sitting in the room. She says, I reached my bag and bought a roll of to- roll of toilet paper and set it right at the podium. This makes us equal. <laughs> <laughs> And how we feel and what's going on and 
and keep actualizing how precious this is, right? Now you're laughing again. I've obviously hit a chord there. Go ahead. Burst out there, Charlie. So so here's the thing when it comes to that. Yeah. <clears throat> there are, you know, people of faith that are so focused on the other side, they're not living right now. That's right. That's right, too. Yep. Okay. I can get so to it in eternity. On, Hey, you know, this is a, this is a, you know, I can't wait for this and wait for that. Well, you're put here for a reason, <laughs> right? You're right. put here for a reason. You have work to do here. Yes, you do. And, and let's say you get on the other side, you show up and be like, okay, uh, some accountability here. <laughs> I gave you 60, 70, 80, 90 years. What did you do with it? All you sat around did was complain and talk about when you get on the other side and I put you there to do some work and you didn't get it right, done. Right. Why? Yeah. Well, I don't want to have that conversation. Yeah, you know I don't understand? want to have that conversation like, I either. So I, I do believe in the hereafter. I, I, I have that faith. And this time we're not supposed to waste this, right? right. And there's that, you know, there's that parable, right, in the Bible about the talents. Yeah. And how the master gave these three slaves talents and one blew it, right? Right. And then one, hey, here's all the money you gave me. I buried it and here it is. Yeah. Right? And and the master's looking like, Hey, you could have at minimum just put it in the bank, at least I'd have it. <laughs> you did nothing with it. Then the other person actually invested it and showed a return and all that. And so that is, you know, we're here to invest our time for the time that we have been given, whether that's 10 years or or 90. And uh, it's up to us. And so, and not everybody has to do something earth shattering. That's not it at all. But I think that uh, helping others in any way, is a life worth living and very noble and there's so many ways to help others. Yeah. And <clears throat> I think that's that's vitally important. And on the other side of this all there's I you know, there's just accountability for that. What did you do with the time that you were given? What did you do with the time that you were granted? When I was in high school it was interesting because that journey through high school was um studying all the different religions of the world, which was a beautiful thing to do during adolescence because you're searching your identity. That's your that's your assignment during adolescence is to transition from childhood to adulthood and figure out what path you're going to take. What do you want to be? Who are you? And so it's a time of great introspection. And, <clears throat> yes, that is me talking as a doctor of psychology and human growth and development. But, when you stop and think about it, it's a perfect time because you don't have all that, the risk that you have now that you're an adult and you've got all these obligations, right? So you have time for the exploration in a way that will never be that way again in your life, probably. But the point is that there were all these different assignments along the way, which I really appreciated. And one of the assignments was if you believe in an afterlife, why and what is it? So I thought a lot about this. And in a lot of in a lot of religions, you know, you're not supposed to talk about your 
sensuality because it somehow identified with sex and sexuality. Well, that's a component of of sensuality, but I started writing about the ways in which, and this is why I do the program on Saturdays uh, for Sensual Saturdays. It is allowing our mind and body to connect through the senses that we have, touch, tactile, visual, through our eyes, um, olfactory, through our nose, hearing, auditory, through our ears, um, taste, through our mouth, and how we put all that together and we experience this world. Well, if you stop and think about it, that's like one of the holiest things that you can do. If you believe in a creator that put us into this vehicle, our physical being, you know, like a little spirit flies in, lands in here, gives rise to this body, and we travel through here, and we're we're open. I mean, the entire universe exists in our mind. We can imagine anything. We can create anything. And if people don't believe this, then how did we build buildings and create the technology that we're now listening to and viewing? You know, this was all in somebody's imagination. And so... You know, if you want it, it can be created. If you can think it, it can be. And so how about, I said, as a young, like, 14-year-old girl, how about if our assignment here is to, in the in the most explorative and integral and beautiful ways, we explore everything that we have the possibility to explore, and our death and our afterlife is an eternity of replay. And re-exploration of everything. So I remember one of the one of the mothers of one of the people that I grew up with, she sat on the couch in the house. She got her kids off to school. She got her husband off to work. And she sat on the couch all day smoking cigarettes and watching soap operas and game shows. Didn't want to travel. Didn't want to explore the world. Lovely woman. Absolutely lovely. But... I used to think about her and think if if the afterlife is the exploration of the rerun of all that, it's just as monotonous as when you turn on the TV and there's nothing but reruns and you've already seen them a dozen times, 50 times, 100 times. If we in this life make it just exactly what you and I are talking about, time is precious, the energy is precious, what we do with it is precious, the plan we make, the goals we create, the ways we propel ourselves forward and allow the inspiration to come from within, then we have a real possibility to not only have a beautiful life here, but if there is an afterlife and it's a replay of all that and a, and a reconfiguration in any combination that we want of all that, my goodness, it can be magnificent. But If what I do is I spend my time sullen and lamenting, I won't ever get anywhere except deeper into a well that I fell into that I didn't intend to. True. Yeah? So true. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's just... uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, there's just so many. There's just so many. There's just so many dimensions and possibilities to it. You know, I'm I'm interested to see you know how it all plays out in the end, and and uh, if this is it, then no harm, no foul. 
Well, yeah, because we won't know any better, you know. But 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 right. here's here's my point in the midst of this, you know. Um, 2020 taught me so many lessons, things I thought that I had I had learned, but you know, depending on the circumstance, you learn them even more fully. I understand more fully now in 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 having gone through and we're, it hasn't changed 2021 has not magically changed if anything there's more um chaos and devastation in America and by the way America being a beacon or a dark space for the world in terms of being a leader and a, and an and an example an icon for humanity um we need to value ourselves and we sure need to value our others and look at ways to be able to bring it all together so that we have we have a way in which to actualize the goodness that we were brought here to experience there's not one part of me charlie that believes that we were put on this earth to be in disharmony, let alone all-out war with other human beings. Yeah, being a beacon, that's that's over. You know, that's that's not the case anymore. I can't hardly hear you. Can't. Uh, with us being a beacon, the part with us being a beacon, Yeah. you know, that's, that's over. We're not anymore. So... Anyone that thinks that the United States is a beacon of light, those days have passed. Now, we can get them back, maybe, but right now, I t- they don't feel that way. So, um, it's, it's, uh, they are watching with amazement, and they are not no longer in awe of us in this culture. Well, there's one caveat to that, and that is this is still the greatest nation in the world to come to live in for the American dream in the pursuit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Unfortunately, there's a lot of acne that people are looking at right now instead of a nice, shiny face. But, you know, it's interesting, though, Dr. Deb, that sounds like a a company's website. You know, we care about our people. And then the people that work there say, no, they don't. You know, that's not how it is. Yeah. And so, again, I know those are all things that we – we, we've, we've really held on to, but the reality is that 